so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everybody, welcome to Ho Ho Hong Kong with me, your host Vivek Mawabani, joined with the other co-host who is... Mohammed Magdi, I'm still right. here. Yeah, he's still here and you can find him at The Other Mohammed, and you can find myself at Funny Vivek, Letter M, you know the drill. That's right. right. So it's good to see that for a change we have no guests today. Woo! Which means we have so much confidence in ourselves that we're going to entertain you for the next 45 minutes for free. Yeah, exactly. Usually people pay for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but today we're going to be very kind to everybody. Uh, mostly because actually uh, now comedy, the whole scene is kind of opening up again. Yeah, a lot. Of shows. A lot of shows, yeah. I have to say, right? Now, this is the thing. though. Some people will come to shows they're like, oh, it was a great night. You have other friends who went to shows like, it was a terrible night. It's like, yeah. it all depends on which show you go to. Right. Right? Because every comedian has their own process. Kind of, some of them are already seasoned. Some of them are new. So... Mm. It's very important that when you go to a show, you kind of maybe get to know who's going to be in the lineup because that way you know what to expect. Yeah. Usually, it's very easy to judge. Number one, if it's on a weeknight, it's highly likely that, you know, just relax, you know, just go and enjoy the yeah. show. Don't be like, oh, I want to have like a killer show. I want to be right. laughing. Because on a weeknight, most of the time, it's an open mic anyway, which we'll get into later. Yeah. But sometimes uh, what I've seen is that people go to open mics and they go to a comedy show. Yeah. And they don't actually know if it's like, what is the concept of open mic? A lot of the times, the host of the open mic tells people from the beginning yeah. that this is an open mic, which means people are going to be trying new stuff. You're going to see brand new people, so lower your expectations. Yeah. And obviously, the joke always is like, you got your money's worth, which is absolutely free. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. a drink, so yeah. what are you complaining? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, strange thing with, with Cantonese as well we had in the beginning. So we were telling people about open mics and everything. They're like, so wait, let me understand. So you're rehearsing? I'm like, no, we're not, we're not rehearsing. Yeah. We're just trying stuff, ideas out. They're like, so why don't you work it out? Then yeah. you call me and I'll come watch the show. <laughs> right? I'm like, no, but we need you there to kind yeah. of see if it, if it responds, you know, gets a response from the audience. And they're like, so wait, let me understand this. So you want me to come watch you kind of halfway there? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I like, mean, it, in their defense, it is kind of a rehearsal in a way. Yes. Yeah, so even the bit that is like kind of polished, but you haven't done it for a long time and you yeah. know you have a big show coming up, yeah. you need to get it out again. So, you know, you remember the timing and the wording and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, when they come and they don't know that, they might think like, do you know that you're a famous, funny guy? Yeah. And they just expect you to kill. Oh, the And pressure. you go to open mic, you're like, so... This guy's terrible. Yeah, like, exactly. My friends are liars. Yeah. So that's another thing I like to tell people that the whole process is different. Every time you try a new comedy bit or new idea, you actually start from zero. Yeah. So a lot of people need to understand that whenever you go to open mic night, you know, you go there with an open mind of like, all right, if I laugh, great. If I don't, whatever. But also the fun part is that uh, in Cantonese, we had this happen. Like some people come every week. Right? Or the, every, oh, every yeah, that's mic. terrible. It's terrible in a way, <laughs> but you've got the few, the really rare few who actually want to see how did you transform this oh, from yeah. last week. Those are the comedy nerds. Yeah, basically. the nerds. They're like, yeah. oh, what did they do? Okay, I see they use this technique and I see what he did over there. That's really know. cool, actually, because yeah. I think these people eventually start trying out open mic themselves. So, yeah. So we actually, I'll give you a simple uh, example. So in Cantonese open mic, so normally our Cantonese open mics used to be only in bar 109 in Wan Chai every first and third Tuesday of the month, right? Mm -hmm. So then you would have like the Wan Chai group that yeah. would just have nothing to do on Tuesday night and come on down. Yeah. So you see the same people and initially the first time you see them like, oh, my same guys, it's just a new, yeah. the same bit. Oh, I don't know, right? So in a way it's good because then you kind of feel obligated to kind yeah. of vary, uh, vary your, yeah, your bit change a bit. Yeah, change it up a bit. Change it up yeah. a bit. At the same time, then you kind of look at them like, so you're, you're back again like, yeah, that was cool. I like what you did over there. I was like, wait, what? You mean <laughs> you noticed? You noticed? Yeah. Oh, this is cool. And then they would, yeah, they would go become like the, the comedy nerds. And yeah. then eventually they'd be like, oh, you know what? This seems like fun. I want to give it a shot. Yeah. And then they go up there and then we're all comedians going like, Shh, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, watching like professionals in a sport that make it look very easy. Yeah. And you're like, I can do that. Yeah. And then, you know, you're given the chance to, you know, the, the, the one, you're one minute and you're yeah. like, oh no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's Actually, there are a few examples like back in Shanghai, we had this guy, Laurent, uh, who was an audience member for years and he yeah. was kind of the same thing. He was just like a religious follower of Kung Fu comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would come to a lot of the shows and then eventually he's like, he just got the, got the basics of what it takes to, to write a joke. Yeah. And then he signed up for open mic. Same for Brian Bentley, actually. I heard oh. he was a local comedian here. Yeah, he was actually watching a lot of shows. I remember exactly. in front I heard rows and that all was the time. even before my time. But the Correct. guys told me that he used to come with Lisa, his girlfriend, wife, yeah, all the time to the shows. 
And then eventually he just signed up and now he's a regular host of the open mic. Yeah. Ironically. Ironic. So every Tuesday night at Aftermath, you will see Brian up on stage hosting yeah. the open mic. Sometimes talking a lot, sometimes not talking much <laughs> and everything. Whatever it takes, man. So that's yeah. another option that everybody has. So that's a good example of like some people, you know, it, people have a slow process where I'm a comedy lover, but after you watch enough shows, you kind of go like, oh, I want to feel that on stage yeah. and experience that. And then yes, it is actually a big jump as in like, oh, this is a lot of pressure. Like, oh my it's God, actually, how do I do this? Uh, unlike some Something like music, for example, when you know that you, you're watching a band and you really like the bass guitar, yeah. but then you also know it's so hard to start learning it. Yeah. So you just kind of accept the fact that you'll always be just a fan. Yeah. But comedy is one of the things, I don't actually believe that people can be funny or not funny. I genuinely don't believe that. I believe that people can learn, not necessarily to be fi- to be naturally funny, but they can learn how to write a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of famous comedians who actually say that off stage they're not they're not funny people at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just prolific writers, or they're good actors, or both. Yeah. So you just know how to do the thing. And the funny thing about comedy is that there is no age limit either. Correct. Yeah. So unlike music, also pretty much there is no age limit, but like something like sports. Like, if you're a big fan of football, like soccer, whatever, if you're American, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but you're 45, yeah. you're not going to play football professionally, no matter how hard you try. Yeah, your body just can't do it. Your body can't just, you can't start at 45. It's impossible. Yeah. But for, for comedy, there are comics, people who started at 50 and then became amazing. Yeah, yeah. Rodney Jangerfield only started at 40-something yeah. years old yeah. and became, like, huge. Bill Burr only blew up after that Philly rant, and I think he was, like, late 30s or early 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, he was doing all right, but he was not the household name that he is now. Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's Louis C.K. is exactly the same. After 40s, before that, he has sets from, like, the early 2000s when yeah. he talks about being broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was actually broke. Yeah, yeah. Just about his life. I mean, George Carlin was a good example. Well, in the beginning, he was basically doing an act that was entertaining, was, is, is pleasing the audience. Yeah. But it was never him. So I was reading his biography the other day, mm. and uh, he basically talked about it the first, like, I don't know how many years. He was doing well. He was on TV, and he was doing his thing. He was doing accents and everything. But then he was like, this is this is not me. I'm just, like, putting on a show, but yeah. I, I have more to say. I'm feeling yeah. not authentic. So that's another thing. The progression of comedy, very often people start, I want to do crowd work. I want to try this. I said, look, yeah. look, look, first things first, okay? Just go up there and open mic. Just go up there and try it out because like the spotlights on your face, the yeah. mic, the people staring at you is a lot of things to process at, at one yeah. moment. But after all, once you get that down where the spotlight no longer blinds you, yeah. you know, people staring at you, you're like, yeah, look at me, I don't care, right? Yeah. And then you can go to the next step. Yeah. So that's actually what you'll find is that at different open mics, you get a different experience. So you might do an open mic at, let's say, Bar 109 Lockhart Road on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, oh, this is like a small little room. It's got the red brick yeah. walls. The lights are kind of shimmering and everything, whatever. And then you do it. You're like, hey, this is pretty raw, pretty easy. I can do it. Yeah. Then you go to the you do the same thing. You go to Aftermath the second night on Tuesday. You're yeah. like, whoa, this feels a bit more focused. Right. right? Yeah. you got the bartender. The setup is different. The bartenders are in the back watching you. Yeah. And also the stage is higher, so you feel more like a performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 109 there is no stage. There's no yeah. actual stage, so you're all on the same level. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand these really small differences as well. Yeah. Uh, make make a really big effect on the show. Yeah. Uh, not just for the performer, but for the audience. Correct. When the audience, when they're sitting with you on the same level, they have less respect to you <laughs> than when you're just elevated a little less bit. Respect. Hence the concept of a stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less respect, less expectation as well. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're on the same floor. I don't exactly. Really care. We're when all you're on the same floor. Yeah, when you're on stage, I got to look up. You're forcing <laughs> me to look up to you. Oh, That's you right. better be worth it. Yeah, yeah. so that's another thing that I tell people when you come to open mic, go to different ones and try them out and see mm-hmm. what it's like. And you'll be like, oh, you know, I seem to like this kind of atmosphere. And again, the same comedian could be really good on a higher elevated stage, mm-hmm. could be terrible on the floor. Right. You know, just how you yeah. just don't seem to be able to take it. So yeah. that's the whole process. And the funny thing is that before you even do open mics, you got to do the writing, right? Yeah, of course. And a lot of times I meet people that are like, oh, I, I'm going to I want to try open mic. I'm like, okay, just go. They're like, oh, I, I want to I write a bit better. I'm like, look, look, look. Yeah. What is great in your notebook yeah. probably will not fly on stage no. until you try it out. Yeah. So that's another process. And then you find work. random laugh points that you didn't even know, like yeah. the setup, right? Yeah. And you're like, you're like, okay, now that's the setup. Change it around because the punchline is not working. Yeah. Just switch them and then lead up to that now, your now punchline. Yeah. Uh, but it's all trial and error. There is Correct. nothing else to it. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Mo. Like, what is your, if I had to ask you, like, what's your writing process? What was your flow from like a zero, no idea to that bit that's on stage? Do you have a special process? Kind of not really special, but actually, I, you know, there is that it's kind of like overdone now, but there is a concept of finding your voice. Yeah. I'm doing air quotes because that's something a lot of the comics talk about. Yeah. And when I started in 2013, 
I mean, I, I would say I'm less than 10 years into comedy, so I don't think I've even found it completely, but I found more of a style that I'm more comfortable with. But the people who are hardcore fans who have followed us from Shanghai would know that I've had so many different styles over the years. Yeah. I was actually only doing one-liners for like six months at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was fun to discover and explore. And then I had also the sit-down, telling a story only. Like, I do it sometimes now on longer shows. Yeah. But I was only that guy for another whatever, how many months as well. I'm yeah. just sitting down, talking slowly, and wearing a hat. I was just trying different things to kind of find... Yeah. So now that refined fi uh, writing process that I have involves just taking notes on my phone yeah. whenever something happens or whenever I come up with an idea. And you, I'm sure you have been through the same thing when you're like right before you fall asleep and you yeah. have this idea and you're yeah, like, write down, write I'll write down. it down in the morning. Yeah, no, and then you wake up, you're like, shit. Yeah, not this happening. This was so funny. Yeah. My head. What I, was it like? Yeah, I, I, it, it, yeah. I don't even remember the topic anymore yeah. a lot of the times. Correct. Uh, so now I write, the, so it starts with writing just the, you know, a, uh, a title basically. Yeah, so you have a, a, a direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I also know what it is because I kind of have terrible memory. Yeah. So like, for example, a bit I'm working on, which we can discuss later, uh, is the concept of savior complex. Yeah. Which basically only started with my friend who's Wait, a when you say savior complex as in your face color or like the, the housing <laughs> estate? <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so my friend who's a therapist, I was talking to him about something and he goes, yeah, you have what we call in psychology the uh, the savior complex. And okay. I didn't know what it oh, is. Oh, savior. I, th yeah. I thought you meant savior complex. What? what? Savior? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, wait, wait why would you want to savior complex? He's like, you have an issue, save it. This is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So could be, please save your complex. Like, why would you want to save like a housing estate yeah, or like you have a, like a psychological issue? Like the yeah. doctor's like, oh, don't do anything about save yeah. that. Yeah, he's like, why do you save your complex where you live all the time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, save your complex. Okay. Oh man. So this is a good example yeah. of like what was funny on paper could mm -hmm. be misunderstood by the audience, and that's they're like right. laughing or something, and you're like, why? Uh, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Then someone tells you like, oh, that's yeah. what you've been getting. Yeah, yeah. Especially with a multicultural place like Hong Kong, where people have different accents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you. You're 100% right. You could be an audience in this bit. Yeah. I'm talking about the savior complex. Yeah. And they think I'm talking about something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then you go back and adjust, right? You're Correct. like, okay, I have to say this clearer or whatever. So anyway, so that happened like a month ago or whatever. We, I was on the phone with him. He was like, I was complaining about whatever. And he goes, yeah, you have the savior complex. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. He goes, that's like when you seek other damaged people uh, to fix them so you can feel better about yourself and you never address your own issues. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, so he explained it to me, and we went on. I never had told him that I think there's something funny there. And literally, while I was with him on the phone, I wrote down on my note, Savior Jesus. Uh, because I made the connection with that must have been how he got his nickname, yeah, yeah, the Savior. Yeah, yeah. So now, after the call, or when I sat down to write, I now have two, some, two things to link. The Savior complex yeah. and me and Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then, yeah, you start coming up with like a few things, comparisons or similarities yeah. or differences. Yeah. Because the, the joke structure sometimes can be built on how two things are very similar Correct. Yeah, or very different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you, you kind of write down a list maybe. Like, you know, you do a rule of threes or whatever. Yeah. And then after that, you're like, okay, I have a few things. And then you go to open mic with them. Or at least that's my process. I go to open mic the first time. A lot of the time it kind of sucks because I'm just getting it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because going back to what we were talking about, you can't do it just by yourself. Correct. I mean, that's usually the first process for a lot of comedians is that just running it through one time in front of an actual audience. Yes. Just getting it out of your head yeah. and into, your, out of, into the room. It's another thing like, a lot of people say, also, oh, do you like look in the mirror and practice sometimes? I'm like, I never do that. No. Because it's weird because like, you're looking at yourself like, like this, this gesture doesn't seem to work for me. I'd rather do it to real audience because then I see they're nodding and yeah. you know they're not nodding. I'm like, oh, I, okay, this doesn't seem to fly. Also, we don't watch ourselves when we're on stage. Yeah. I don't actually think it's a good practice even yeah. to look at yourself in the mirror yeah. because now you have that Im image in your head. Yeah, this is what I look like. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not great. We, when we did the show at the lawn, yeah. one of the things that kind of distracted me was the fact that we have a live a, camera. A, a live camera on the other side of the lawn. Yeah. And you can kind of still see yourself. Yeah. And in a way, you like you have to get that out of your head. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll just be looking at yourself the whole time. So this was the funny thing is that actually when I arrived, you already fixed the delay issue. But when you told me that there might be a little lag in the video and everything, mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself how funny it would be that you're doing your set. 
you're you're doing something and you mess up and you watch the video like he's gonna do it he's gonna mess it up oh he messed up oh and you're like hoping like somehow in the video that doesn't happen just right <laughs> yeah but you're like I did it. it's gonna happen in the next one second I'm gonna mess it up see I messed it up in the video <laughs> which would actually you know could be a good save in a way yeah if you do thank something and you that you address it you're like watch it happen yeah again yeah here. let's look at an instant replay of me bombing <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you shoot like a terrible penalty yeah and you completely miss and yeah. then now you have to watch the replay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> analyzing what he went wrong you're like I don't need you to tell me I did that okay. yeah uh, so what is your writing process so like my writing process so this has been an evolution in the beginning for me it was really like uh, inspiration comes I gotta note it down so mm. I would have a really strong habit of like having some way to note stuff down I'd be on the street see something or just something comes into my head I have to write it down regardless mm. of whether I put it on my phone or on paper it's just it's out of my head yeah. so that used to be my way that it was inspiration strikes and I'm ready to catch it uh, after a while I was like you know what I want to challenge myself and not rely only on material Material, mm. but actually see if I can make stuff on the spot. So there was a phase when I was doing a lot of crowd work. Like yeah. my set would be like 70% just crowd work. There's wow. people and do yeah. that. And it was really good training because then you're on your feet. You have yeah. to like feel the audience, get the body language response and everything. Yeah. Then eventually I was like, okay, I don't want to rely on, I, I'm not calling it a crutch, but I don't want to rely on crowd work because like, right. then you're not really writing and forcing yourself to be yes. funny for 10 full minutes. Yeah, but yeah. Like, and sometimes hey, the audience is very stiff and yeah. then you have nothing to fall back on. Correct, yeah, yeah. So then also every now and then you do a whole set of 10 minutes, you do nine of crowd work and you're like, yeah, they won't remember me because they're like, yeah, well, guy's funny, but I don't, yeah. I can't refer to him in yeah, any way. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, no actual personality in a way. Correct. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really get to know you were just like a cheeky guy on yeah. stage. So then I was like, okay, let me do this. I want to have zero crowd work and just go all material. If you give me ten minutes, it has to be purely material. Yeah. So then it was just random ideas that I would kind of write down every now and then. Then I said, okay, now I want to like challenge myself to do like a full long bits. Yeah. So. Uh, one of my longest bits I ever could put together was an actual real experience I had when I went to Kuala Lumpur for this uh, Valentine's Day event that I yeah. hosted. And so basically that made me go like, hey, it's cool to do like long form stories yeah. but also have a lot of punchlines. Yeah. So now now my writing process is basically anything that pisses me off, <laughs> I write that down. Yeah. Right. And then once I do that, I have to sit down for like a good hour and develop that and like go drill into every moment of that whole experience. Yeah. Like how did I feel? What was I thinking? What was I worried? Did I misunderstand that? Yeah. Small Small say things which I'll share in the, in the second when we do the open mm. mic session of the podcast. <laughs> so that's how it is. And then, so now, and then lastly, the process is I will repeat that story at open mics one after another, mm. film it, watch it every single time. Wow. And be like, okay, which part did I like? Which part did I not like? Well, let yeah. me let me take the, the beginning and throw it away and try with this beginning. So mm. I have a lot of that, that adjustment I'm trying to do until I get, like, let's say, my goal is that every three weeks I have like a, like a five minute bit where it's like okay this just this is this yeah. is pretty solid now. As as you got more experience, did you start getting more comfortable with telling stories? Because sometimes even if you have a lot of tags, sometimes the setup is too long. Yeah. Did you start getting comfortable with people just sitting in silence listening to you? I'm not there yet. No, no, no. no I feel okay. awkward because I'm like, well, you know, they paid money, they want to be laughing. True. Yeah, but if I do like a headline show, like a 45 minute yeah. one hour show, then in the middle I will actually go use my not really I wouldn't say not refined yeah. but the stuff that really takes a little while for you to kind of yeah. get to it but it's not the silence issue it's that I've really won them over. Yeah. So like I'm like they're like they want they're really genuinely interested. So like for example, I have this bit that I talked about way back in the podcast when I talk about my health, mm. and I was talking about how I had appendicitis and mm. everything. So if I just start a set and I'm just throwing on, I'm like, oh the other you know a few weeks ago I had appendicitis, and yeah. so what happened was I went home and I started. No, if you start a set and your first laugh point yeah. is at like three minutes in, yeah, that, that is, is that is not good. Even if the story is amazing, yeah, people will be like, dude, that's a comedy show. Yeah. What, yeah, what are you doing? Me, yeah, it took too long, right? Yeah, yeah. So that bit like I I analyze it before watching my videos that because in the beginning it's weird because like here I'm talking about throwing up over and over again they're yeah. like I don't want to hear about this this yeah. is terrible but had I done 10 minutes of funny stuff and I go into the story like I want to hear about your life oh really well, exactly those are struggles you know yeah. so it's a weird perception it's so, also a lot of it is honestly tricks in a way yeah. it's 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 not necessarily mind games but it's just it's how you trick the audience into uh, follow like ke like keeping their attention basically. All right, so just for marketing purposes, mm. we're gonna say the word trick. We're gonna change with persuade. <laughs> How do we persuade the mm. audience? Yeah. Okay. When you say trick people, like, I don't want to come to the show get tricked. I like, mean, <laughs> yeah, people pay for magic shows though. True. Yeah. yeah so yeah. in a way, I genuinely believe it's exactly like acting. Acting is also just a trick. Well, for a right? lot of comedians. you believe the guy on 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 screen killed the other guy. True. And when when the acting is really good, you yeah. genuinely 
you go believe into it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. he killed them. Yeah, yeah. Fair you know? enough. I mean, like, if you compare magic to comedy, it is true. Like, a lot of open mics, every comedian goes up there and is like, is this a punchline? Right, is right. Is this a punchline? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where is the punchline? <laughs> is this your punchline? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we should call it the open mind. He's <laughs> <The open laughs> yeah. coming with an yeah, open mind. Yeah. Well, some open, open mics, mind night. Yeah, if, if you've been to some of the open mics, you better, like, yeah, you better go with an open mind for yeah. this one. I've been there before. Like, this, oh, this guy's going on? Oh, yeah, we better have an open mind for this one. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> because you also see other people who have been doing it for you know 15 years or whatever yeah and they're only stuck in the open mic circuit Correct. because the open mic trap basically yeah, yeah the yeah. open mic trap and i hear about that in other scenes like new york or la or whatever yeah. people are just going to open mics they're yeah. very happy sometimes they have super tight five minutes but they have no they, they don't want to take any risks yeah they're comfortable they're, they're very comfortable yeah that's a little zone but they're also stuck there which yeah. kind of sucks because if you wrote really really airtight five minutes means you can write more yeah. it means that you have that skill in a way yeah. so yeah. why don't you just push yourself a little bit yeah yeah well, it's so difficult. this is this is the process a lot of people ask me so like how do they get started and everything yeah. right so i tell them this is a very simple thing like you basically my suggestion is you take a story that you find interesting about mm -hmm. your life or whatever go to an open mic and pretend you're just telling a friend yeah okay you do that and see what it feels like because again when you try to write something too perfect and you go on stage you're like oh this is not perfect i give up it's, it's terrible yeah and you also give yourself you set yourself up for failure basically because yeah. you already have expectations in your head yeah that everything you're saying is hilarious gold. yeah yeah and then you go up you're like they didn't laugh at this first thing yeah. and you panic yeah i'm a failure let yeah. me go back yeah. to my job yeah, yeah you have that and then you do that and then like you said a tight five minutes or even like a tight three minutes itself yeah. already gives you maybe a ticket into performing at an actual paid show correct right so in our cantonese scene what we usually do is when you have a three minutes that's like oh this is solid mm. we tell you go to open mic do it one more time yeah i want pretend this is a real show yeah. you do that then our next Cantonese show, just before the last performer, we give you a three-minute slot. Yeah. So by then, the audience is kind of in a good mood, and we yeah. tell them, hey, there's a new kid, give them some support. And even if he doesn't do well, the headliner is going to save yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So people say, oh, three minutes, whatever. You know, I'll, I'll give it a shot and see mm. what happens. So you have that kind of ecosystem, I should yes. say. Right. So there are yeah, open mic people who just basically get stuck over there. And this is what I tell people. I say, look, I understand you're comfortable, mm. but what you're doing is a disservice to yourself as well. Because yeah. if you could get to open mic a good three to five minutes, that yeah. means you have the potential for maybe a 10-minute bit. Exactly. So why are you limiting yourself by being comfortable over here and not going the next phase? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to give them excuses because I don't like that people do that. But at yeah. the same time, I feel like people like this might just look at it as a hobby, as a True. hang once yeah, a week yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They just, they don't even, like, they don't take it seriously. Yeah. What does suck about scenes like Hong Kong or like small Asian scenes is that you are taking away a spot from someone who could be potentially yeah. taking it more seriously. Yeah. And because obviously an open mic night, <laughs> except here, which there is no limit, like there is no limit on, <laughs> yeah, on the no night. Performers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you can have 45, there's no cap. You can yeah, have 45 yeah. minutes on a night, uh, 45, 45 people. Yeah. Yeah, but generally speaking, the yeah. open mic is capped at like an hour and a half or two hours maximum. Yes. So, but if you're going to go up and do your tired five minutes, even if they're good, but you're yeah. not trying, there is this other person who might want to sign up, but there's no spots. Yeah. I, and I find that kind of frustrating yeah. as someone who books people as well. I'm like, D don't, you know, yeah, yeah, don't do same, that. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. the same, exactly the same. Yeah. Timing the same, breath moments yeah. are the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not changing anything whatsoever, just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. just do it once a month. You don't yeah, need that yeah, much yeah. practice. Yeah, you don't need to, you don't need that much practice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're pretty good at that. You yeah. do it like three years. If you still need practice, like, man, you need to master something else. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you have that. Okay, so this is what I tell people, finally, the whole process of this. Okay, when you go to see a live show, you're seeing the final product. There's an actual certain joy in seeing a comedian start something, yeah. come back a month later and be like, whoa, that's the final version of yeah. it, right? And it's, it, like you said, you could be like, I saw this joke when it was still that version right. of it. Yeah. And that's what I find. I, I like to feel myself doing open mic nights because I want to see that, that bit uh, maybe like three months down the line where I'm like, oh, I tried it that way? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I never thought, you know, it shift completely. Yeah. And eventually all these things will just grow over time. And come down to an open mic night whenever you have a chance. We have a, so many of them, for example. Uh, I like Monday nights is Bar 109. Yeah. Tuesday nights is Aftermath. Yeah. Then, of course, come to backstage shows whenever you want to see the actual thing. Yeah. And you never know. Some backstage shows. Cantonese you might be shows like, as well. Yeah, Cantonese shows we have. Our, so our Cantonese, we actually have open mic nights on Sunday nights now in Cantonese. Nice. Yeah. So we have it at this place called Sip Sip in Tinehau. Okay. So 
over there on a rooftop. Every Sunday? Uh, pretty much every Sunday, nice. except the, uh, the last Sunday of every month, we go to the aftermath for a Cantonese open okay. mic night. Yeah. So we have that as well. So like, for example, uh, tonight, mm. we're actually going to do a Cantonese open mic at aftermath. Nice. We okay. That, well, that by the time they hear that, it was already yeah, last exactly. night. It was yeah. last night. So yeah. you guys, people, live, <laughs> in the, live in the past. Yeah. All right. So uh, real quick. So what we actually have ready for you today's episode is basically like a little mini open mic session right. of ideas that Mo and myself have been working on and have worked on and maybe like kind of put it aside for a while or it's like hey you know what I'll just throw it out there and see what happens without my face yes I see what happens over there so yeah it's also like sometimes you know I grab you right before an open mic I'm like can I run this past you yeah so this is exactly what we're doing now yeah sometimes even though we did say earlier like you can't have the entire bit only practice it by yourself or even on someone but sometimes when you trust and you like the other person's comedy yeah you want their opinion on on a bit even if you have never done it like famously jerry seinfeld yeah. his last book is called is this anything oh yeah that was good yeah that's yeah, yeah. exactly what we do yeah, yeah, yeah sometimes right before a show like is this is do you think yeah can i or yeah. can i take this somewhere else like yeah. another direction yes uh, one of my favorite guys was on a guest uh a guest on the podcast for chris musney yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I run a lot of stuff past him because he's a prolific writer, but he also is, he has kind of a weird, twisted yeah. way of looking at jokes. Correct. And I really like it because I come to him with like an idea and I'm like, I think where the, I think this is where the funny is. Yeah. And he goes, yes. And you can also look at it from this other side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And even though I've done it with him so many times, I'm not able to do it on my own. Yeah. So it was like, I'm not able to flip it like he does. He just has a different brain. So that actually is a very good point. I was, before we do a little open mic thing, yeah. um, I used to have to do that before bounce ideas off of my friends. Yeah. So like if I had, let's say got like a, a corporate gig or whatever, right? Yeah. And they wanted to do a certain type of material. Yeah. And I'm writing, I'm like, oh, I don't know where to go with this. But the moment I bounced it off with my friend, I'm like, boom, I got like, you know, a yeah. good 10 minutes. One of the classic examples was way back when I did this thing for Samsung, right? Mm. The Galaxy phone came out and they were like, oh, we got to do all these videos. And, you know, we it, our competitor, obviously the iPhone 4, right? Yeah. So that time Siri was the biggest thing. So me, I'm writing, breaking my head. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. One day I'm just hanging out with my friend. I normally, I'm a good friend from school. Mm. We're just talking ideas. He's like, hey, you know what you should do? You should basically ask Siri which phone is better. And oh, Siri tells great. you the Samsung phone's better. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's it. This is yeah. it. And that one video done. Really? Yeah, hey, like, I don't know how many, I'm like a million views or whatever. Went, Damn. went crazy. Yeah. The problem, though, with this campaign is that we had to do six videos. <laughs> that was the first video. So I'm like, we're screwed. So you killed it on the first <laughs> yeah. one. And then you have five more. You're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I raised the bar too high. Shit. We're in trouble now. Yeah. Yes, what did I, you do with the last well, the, other five? The other one, uh, not, not, none of them stood out. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this one where basically we took a, we, we, I was standing with this girl and I was biting in this apple. And like, and the apple was all yellow and, and old and stuff. And yeah. the girl was like, ugh. And this guy was, was there. Was there a worm coming out of that? <laughs> we, you know, we didn't have that much budget <laughs> for that. The worm was out of our budget. Yeah. <laughs> that was the closest second of like, oh, the apples turn all yellow. Go throw it away. Right. Who wants that thing? I'm like, but everything else was kind of like, yeah, we prefer the first so one. So wait, like, so you bite into the apple and the girl goes, ew. And yeah, then that's it? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, it, it, something about the phone as well. Like, I wanted, right. it was the, okay. So the phone had this thing where you could kind of transfer contact information. Mm -hmm. If you tap it, like NFC was kind of yes. new at that time. Yeah. So then that that's the way I was like, hey, girl, you know, what's your number? <laughs> we would tap the phone and she's like, oh, you, what are you doing? And I, I'm biting an apple. I'm like, hey, and she's like, oh, your apple's all yellow. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and walk away. That was the closest second. The other videos were all like, I, I even told Samsung, I'm like, why, why bother? Yeah. Just stick to one. Yeah, we, we, exactly. We did it. We, we got you all the views. What do you yeah. think? Like, no, but we need to have six. I'm like, why? It's, it's corporate bullshit, right? Yeah, like yeah. someone high up decided that six is the number exactly, because yeah. his child was turning six or yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the feng shui master said six is the luckier <laughs> yeah. one. I'm like, no, one was fine. Yeah. <laughs> one is a number. Yeah. That's good enough. <laughs> so yeah, those small, small things you have to bounce off a of friend. So that's a good point that I tell people as well. Come to open mic nights. You get to know the comedians and you get to know who is the, the better comedian to bounce ideas off of. Yes. You got some of them who are the casual talkers. Hey, this will be cool but you want the comedian who's basically kind of like Chris Muse is a good one as in he doesn't see the first idea he gets no he's giving you the fourth idea he thought of exactly and then you're like oh that's pretty good and yeah. this fresh perspective makes you go like oh this is totally opening 20 doors for me now yes I yes. can totally go the other direction with yeah. this and that's what you want you have the other thing that I have been really enjoying lately is going back to my really old notes and now that I'm a more experienced comedian I can look at the same premises I'm like oh shit there was so much there that I missed 
just because I was a new comedian. Yeah. And I can go back to it. I actually brought some today as oh, well. Nice, nice, nice. So we can like it's also like, I'm gonna tell you I will try to remember the terrible versions that I have yeah, yeah, of yeah. them very yeah. early on. Nice. And then we can work them out. But yeah, all right, let's all right. you go. Let's do this, everybody. It is time for the podcast. Open mic. <laughs> so I actually do have sound effects for this, but I just do realized you? No no no. I, I do, but I realized this mixer right now, I did not press the record for that channel. Whoops. <laughs> hey, so I'm gonna do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first thing is I actually have is that it's about the Olympics and everything. I was looking at all the different types of sports that they have, and I always wondered, like, how do you know at what point are you ready for the Olympics? Like, at mm. one point, like, for example, fencing in Hong Kong now is huge, right? Right. the biggest thing. And I was thinking, like, you know, this is definitely just a clear difference is that one parent did not see the potential the other one did. So, mm. for example, a typical parent, a kid's poking at the parent, like, mom, 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 poking mm. at mom, mom. Yeah. Right? Typical parent's like, oh, you're so annoying, right? Yeah. But I bet you the Olympic gold medalist mom was like, you have a talent. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. This technique of poking me—I feel yeah. like you can do this for, for the rest <laughs> of your life. You have that one, and yeah, let's okay. be honest. I mean, uh, poking and and fencing and stuff in Hong Kong is such a simple thing because like we've been practicing all our lives with the door closed buttons in the lift. Uh, that's like, funny. Going for that one. So yeah, I'm like, yeah I, I can see I why think we got also gold. There is uh, there is something else, not just with the lift, but now with COVID, people use different objects yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to press the buttons. Correct. So, yeah. yeah, you can add that there as well. Yeah, we've been learning how to do that, and so now from the key, we're gonna go yeah, into yeah, the from sword. the key to yeah. the whatever. Well, People use, I mean, I understand the hygiene, but I think it's a little much. Yeah. Especially when they have the protective thing on the on yeah, the, the button, and thing. it says like sanitize every hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you find this person who's like trying really hard not to touch it with his yeah, finger. I'm like, yeah. just fucking press yeah, the just button. Yeah, just elbowing it. And everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've licking seen it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, just not my finger. I'm like, you know, your tongue's worse, right? <laughs> yeah, that's even that's going to go directly in your system. Yeah. We have that one as well. And one last thing I want to say is that for fencing, can we please have one small adjustment? I feel that the Olympics needs to ta- needs to learn from like the WWE. And have a little bit more pizzazz to the whole thing. Right. So yeah. every time they get a point, they don't they don't just go like, oh, thank you. They yeah. should have like a street fighter move, like, yeah, yeah. you win. <laughs> can you like yeah. strike a pose and don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then the last one when they poke it, they have to have a <laughs> Yeah. How about they have fake blood as well? Oh, that would do it, man. Yeah, because they're wearing like protective suits. Yeah. I mean they just have fake blood. The technology definitely allows it. Yeah. I really Or at least on screen. Like yeah. when people are watching, so they get to get more fans into fans, of course now MMA is huge yes. UFC is huge yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's because some people like to just see blood and yeah. just people beating the shit out of each other exactly yeah so you want to get people into fencing just yeah. add a little bit of effects on yeah. screen yeah. or even like shitty like cartoon effects yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like bad video games blood, like, yeah. <laughs> or even like the old Batman shows like yeah. Pam Pow! Yes. Boop. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> like, there you that, go. That will happen. So I'm, ideas to get people into yeah. fencing. So we have four years to make that happen. <laughs> this is <laughs> definitely something I'm looking forward to. So that okay, that was my first little bit about the Olympics with fencing and everything. Yeah. You got anything? Uh, yeah. So I have this idea. Um, actually, it's uh, so I I wrote it down like kind of word for word, which I usually don't do. So I'll just read it to you and be like, I don't know. I, Sure. I don't know what to make of this. Let's do it. So it says, like, my mom wants me to get married and I'm not giving her any hope and she's really pushing. She's a traditional Middle Eastern woman. She started saying stuff like, maybe I'll ask around and send you some pictures. Maybe I can find you a nice girl. Same for Indian families, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to be like, you know, she goes like, you know, arranged marriage. I'm like, God bless her. She doesn't understand how deep my trust issues go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've been away from her for home for too long. She yeah. thinks I'm just going to agree to someone like Get looking at a picture yeah. when, you know, I don't trust anyone doing anything for yeah. me. But it's also ironic because that's how dating apps are. Yeah, exa- exactly. Right? You see the picture and maybe an emoji and you're like, okay, this is this is life. This is but the one a dating I apps somehow for us, this is, I think, where I find the irony is like dating apps some, for, for us are okay. Yeah. But your mom, who loves you the most in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. finding you a wife, yeah. you're like, no, what yeah. are you doing? She probably did all the homework already, really exactly. got a detective and everything. You're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with this app that I can just swipe for it. <laughs> that's so much easier. Yeah, and, and then I meet, I meet them and it's a dude and he beats the shit out of <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're like, well, you know what? I'll swipe left you one. I'll give yeah. you one star for you only. Sir. Yeah. So I think the idea of like having your mom is b- because like, did you ever watch that Black Mirror episode when they had like a, it's a dating app in the future uh-huh. It's and it runs every possible scenario. Uh, simulations basically okay. based on the information they already have on you so the episode is the simulation I see it's a really really good episode but it's quite complicated to, to explain yeah. it's a simulation and then at the end of the episode plot twist they finally meet in real life and they're already the perfect match ah. because they ran every possible scenario for them already and that's yeah. what we watch as audience 
And I feel like my mom already did all of that yeah. because she knows me more better yeah. than anyone. True, true, true. And she is that episode. Yeah. I and I'm still like, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you she's like looking at it, okay, she's got blue eyes, she's got brown eyes, we got a combination. Yeah. I've done the research, the chromosomes tell me that you're probably gonna have a green eyes yes. kids and everything. Yeah. You have that. And she's probably thinking, okay, his, he's got this this kind of stubborn attitude. She's kind of this person, yes. okay, that will work. So she ran all of the simulations yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> and still you're like, nah, I'm good. Nah. I, tr- I trust this phone. Exactly. This, thing will, this will be better I for me. I would trust that Zuckerberg is gonna <laughs> find, find me someone that better. one random guy <laughs> <laughs> who has like a, like a weirdest hair cut in the world yeah <laughs> who looks knows. like an actual robot yeah, exactly <laughs> so yeah oh yeah well that's, that's very good i mean like i think this is definitely a, a topic that a lot of people our age is definitely gonna have to face yes. now the whole marriage issue right yeah which of course brings you to another point is that okay so can you make a counter offer to your mom <laughs> but, okay okay <laughs> you know what i mean like okay i see what you're offering me mm-hmm. now can i get something just like that but maybe like slimmer like yeah I, or maybe she does this you know i mean to be honest like in, in real life not even a joke if i go down that path with my mom she's totally gonna listen to me i'm like okay i like her but maybe someone a little slimmer a little yeah, taller yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever it is yeah yeah and then she will listen to me i just genuinely don't trust oh. she's gonna uh, but it, it's really fucked and that's i think where the joke is coming yeah, from yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. i'm like no don't pick fucking anything for me yeah, like, yeah i yeah. can do it yeah exactly it's like, also very arrogant in a way it's like it's a very guy thing it's a very like, guy oh, man thing. i can handle myself exactly yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right and so. then you keep be- you coming back with a black guy you're like mom, mom i'm on it man i know what i'm doing relax <laughs> relax yeah, i'm doing well yeah i'm fine i'm I installed this new app. Come back now. broke after I spent all my money on dates that <laughs> exactly. didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, how about now? I'm like, no. Yeah, good. no, exactly. And then she like finally puts that whoever she's trying to offer puts the girl on Bumble or whatever. <laughs> and then you go out with that person. You're like, oh, she was all right. Yeah, she's Not like, bad. fuck you. Yeah. I've been telling you that for five exactly, years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wasted a hundred thousand dollars in the last five exactly. years on women. <laughs> you go back <laughs> to the original guy. I this is ridiculous. Yeah. But so then do you okay, so does your mom have any like particular rules that she's like, okay, but like because I would feel that. I Right give now. her the chance. Oh, okay, 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 no. okay. No, the reason I say this is because like it feels like a negotiation where you say, okay, this is my offer. Okay, yeah. this is this is the family. This is what I want. You're like, okay, I tell you what, I tell you what, I will go with the same gender, yeah. but I'm gonna go with a different race. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, okay, I see your race, I see your yeah. race issue, but wait, I want I want the brunette. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll keep the brunette part. Yeah, and you keep coming to the middle ground of like yeah, yeah. finally like you're it's with just somebody. Just like a business negotiation, <laughs> exactly, basically. Yeah, and then you finally you with somebody you're like I, I half like you. <laughs> that's the most I love you. Like, <laughs> to be honest, that's every marriage I've ever seen. Is <laughs> Exactly. I have like you. Yeah. So, so it's eventually going to be that way anyway. Yeah, you must enjoy true. the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's good. Okay. So coming back to Olympics again. So I, I was watching a lot of the Olympics and one of the things that I really was appreciating the most was the gymnastics. Yeah. Okay. Now the gymnastics, what I do find though is that they are the most arrogant performers of all of them. Oh, yeah. yeah right? like you've got like the guy, the buff guy who's basically running, running and, and hops on the little thing that then bounces yeah. off, whatever, right? So they also I, run so douchey. Yeah. Like even if they're like, I get that you're like a professional athlete but yeah. you don't have to fucking go the hands like on Terminator the straight. Yeah. The, oh yeah exactly yeah, 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 it's yeah, so I, annoying I, it's so Terminator right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Terminator and, like, and no no expression on the face no no, no like oh I'm so excited like just like it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, models on catwalk it's yeah, like exactly. can you just smile yeah right why are you so upset it's what? free clothes yeah yeah we're looking at you we think you're beautiful like you're someone, like, uh, someone in the in this industry please explain why models look so fucking grim yeah exactly. on the cat on yeah. the catwalk yeah I, I so this is what I, I, I asked somebody one time that like because we want the focus to be on the clothes I'm like you know just because they smile doesn't mean I'm like what, yeah. what am I looking at oh right? my god yeah is she winking at me <laughs> yeah, like exactly. does she like me <laughs> exactly it's yeah. just a human being their default should be smiling yeah exactly <laughs> if we don't smile we get arrested but they yeah. don't smile they get a and job and also if you want the focus to be on clothing why do you ha- why do you always have to have them super good looking yeah that actually doesn't make yeah, any sense exactly just have ugly people then Correct, and then yeah. we're not gonna look at the face exactly yeah. yeah exactly so that's why you look at them like, you see this ugly person the clothes do it exactly the clothes work <laughs> you're like wow if that's gonna look so good on this ugly guy yeah this couldn't look great on me yeah that's right, right. <laughs> so coming back to the the, the gymnastics so this is what i find though is that they're the most arrogant because like after they do whatever they do they land on the ground and they have this like pose like am i awesome am yeah. i just awesome with the arms yeah. raised up and looking and they don't just look forward they look left they look right like yeah. everybody you agree right i'm yeah. awesome right <laughs> then of course after they do that then they realize wait a second my coach told me to be humble so i will do one bow yeah. <laughs> of humility and then leave but it's also very robotic yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it's like kind of like you didn't mean that 
It's yeah. almost like if you are a comedian, and actually you can weave that into a bit somehow with like body language if you're a comedian after every punchline. Yeah. You go, huh? Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Right? And, yeah. And then you look to the left, you look to the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then finally, you, like, just before you end your set, then you get a score. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a 9.3. Uh, yeah. Difficulty. That would be so cool if every comedian yeah. before they go on, they can declare this difficulty of my set is going to yeah. be a 3.7 difficulty. <laughs> okay. I'm expecting, a, a, I'm going to have like a little punchline. I'm going to have a twist. I'm going to have a little dark bit. Okay. Yeah. That's what we're doing okay that's let, let's try and yeah, we have that that'd be funny. so cool and lastly i want to say um how come there are no sponsors for uh clothes whiteners for these gymnasts Ooh. I, like they've got the whitest socks yeah. ever i'm like you know for people who run around like on those dirty muddy mats and everything yeah how are your socks so white yeah like, i just walk around my house and i don't even wear the clorox socks. yeah <laughs> <laughs> clorox usa team yeah <laughs> that'll be happy so yeah. yeah i'm just looking forward to that so hopefully one day i will know uh i will be able to do that in some set i won't be as buff that's for sure. Yeah. And I will definitely not wear like a wife beater <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and jump around and everything, but I will definitely... Not like, yet. Just yeah. wait for 10 years. Exactly, yeah. The then, wife beater will grow on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is this is part of my body. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is not a suntan. This is an actual uh, clothing. Yeah. Okay, so that was my little take on gymnasts. And I, I must say, I, uh, out of all respect, I, I think you're, you're doing a great job, everybody. I not don't, to, but whatever. Yeah, not trying yeah. to mock whatever you yeah. do, but I'm just trying to say you're a little bit too buff for this. Yeah, yeah I, I think the, the bodybuilders are kind of yeah. annoying too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, we. you don't actually have to do that because we already see your body is amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why do you have to squeeze so hard? Yeah. And then the oil as well. Like, I get the oil that they have to, like, show. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the contours and everything. Yeah, the yeah. contours and everything. But it's like, come on. Yeah, and then you got the, the skin darkening lotion as well. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like, guys, this is, this is, you is cannot Is the skin do darkening also to, uh, again, show the contrast yeah, 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 in yeah. a way? Yeah. yeah, so you see better. So that's why, like, a lot of people with uh, darker shades, like, let's say, uh, uh, black I think people. this is also where, where, where blackface is totally allowed. Yeah. For white exactly. bodybuilders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so every time you're like, are you racist? No, I'm a bodybuilder. Yeah. In progress. <laughs> I'm working at it. This yeah. is day one for me. Yeah. <laughs> day one, I started with with the blackface. We'll yeah. get to the gym later. Yeah. But for now, yeah. It's just a matter of time before a I'm lot of... I'm dressing for the job that I want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the job that I want. <laughs> yeah, I want to be black. I was like, okay, okay, maybe not, maybe not. Okay, cool. Do you have anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's do one more. All I right. have. Um. All uh, right. Let's see. I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna let people hear my 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 pages. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is a bit that I kind of did a couple of my a couple of times on stage, but I think you can help me with it. It's basically because I run shows and I book comedians. People always ask me like, why? Do, well, two two folds of it. One is like what it takes, which what we talked about earlier, to yeah. get an open mar- or get it on a, a show. Spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the second side of it is like why why there's not more women. So the ah. first part is uh, the joke that I have is like it's because it looks fun, but it's very difficult, which is exactly what we talked about earlier. Yeah. But I'm like, I get that you see it's fun, but you still need to be funny. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you still need to, to have the thing that is required for that job. Yeah, and I, again, for from my writing process, I draw a comparison. Yeah, I'm like, what looks fun, but yeah. it's, it's you have to have what it takes. And I go, it's kind of like joining the KKK. <laughs> like it looks fun, but you still need to be a racist. Yeah, and you have to be white as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So see, that's uh, white. I didn't even include in that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought because obviously the misdirection here is like it looks fun. If yeah, should, I want to do it as be well. fun. Sure, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But like it looks fun, but you still need to be a racist. And Correct. I find I find the humor in like that. That's what it takes. And then I actually I didn't do that. So the ideas that I have for for the bit to go further is like imagine like you know we all know like open micers are kind of terrible yeah. and they come every week for the hang or whatever imagine yeah. like the guy who just is the kkk for the hang but he's not actually that racist yeah yeah, yeah. but they're he's trying. trying really hard yeah, yeah yeah. so he's like they're just sitting around hating everyone is hating yeah and he goes yeah yeah you know the jews are all right it's like oh <laughs> yeah, hey yeah, you, yeah. yeah that's not the word you use yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. all wrong that's what you said yeah. yeah i bet you anything the kkk had open mic nights all right all right so so willis over here is gonna try to join us and let's just say put him on stage willis yeah. all right here as a Jew, say something. Ah, <laughs> uh, this this guy's nose is nice. Oh, he's yeah. out of the he's out of the club. <laughs> hey, how dare you say? Or his like, nose yeah, nice. you catch someone watching the NBA on their phone or something. You're like, yeah. oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not commenting about how the colors all shifted. That's <laughs> right. yeah, you should say something. <laughs> that would yeah. be so awesome. I think I think honestly, uh, people who want to do shows and everything, I'm like basically like, how, how do I? I want to go on stage. I'm like, yeah. I want to do a spot. Like, be funny. Like, but I'm yeah. I'm having fun on time. Like, yeah, you see how fun and funny. <laughs> have a, have, have, Two different. And, 
and Y on it. Yeah. So yeah, right now you you get an N and an O. Yeah. Hopefully, if you're funnier, you'll get something better, and we'll give you. <laughs> and that's what I find as well. Some people really like. Oh, you just gotta have fun on stage. Like, y- yes, that's yeah. The but the audience part. also need to have fun. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> They're the paying customers. Yeah. You know, you don't go to go to a restaurant. The chef's having a good time. So yeah. Yes, but I'm the patron. I yeah, want to yeah, be enjoying the you food. Like a fucking durian pizza. <laughs> exactly. He had fun making yeah, yeah. it, and now you're in the hospital. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that one, or like he takes a bite out of the pizza. Like he yeah. enjoyed the food. <laughs> like, like no, you don't get to have a bite out of my pizza. I'm the one who should be eating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take the bite if it's the durian. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you take that off, man. I tell you what, I'll give you have it. Let you have a bite after I'm done with. The yeah. Stuff. There's too much here. Here's the piece for you, chef. Uh, so the other thing, the other bit, oh, which is like why there is no not enough women on the shows, which in serious note, like totally like reasonable thing to ask but the joke that i have is like we because male comics need or people like men in general need the validation more than the women do oh yeah 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 like because look at both of us like yeah. that's what we look like and yeah. most of the scene yeah. is like people who look like us or worse <laughs> exactly. it's not a great look yes correct and it's like we want that validation because if you're a good-looking woman, or generally speaking, just traditionally, yeah, like people look at women as like I appreciate their beauty or their attractiveness. Yes, correct. And but people look at me, I'm fucking invisible. <laughs> And the only way I can get attention yeah. is to hold the microphone and yeah. talk at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very true. Either that or just scream like a homeless person, like be on the street, be yeah. like, hello, look yeah. at me. People will look at you, but with different looks. Exactly. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So this is one of the ways. And I feel like this just applies. Obviously, there is an exaggeration for the comedic effect. Yeah. But I feel like this is why there is a lot more male Men. comics interested yeah. in it. Because when you're a woman walk into a room, people will notice you, whether you will like the attention or not. Yeah. But people will never notice me unless I hold a microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, they are not allowed to speak. <laughs> yeah, so they got to force. I have to notice they them. They have now. to be forced to notice <laughs> yeah. me. That's the only way I can get attention. Yeah. And even if they're lo- even if they do speak, you're like my mic is louder. My mic is louder, I'm and here. I'm allowed to kick you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to put all that stuff together, so I kind of feel like they, they actually want to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. So that's another. That's a very good thing. I just thought of just now is that what you can tell people, a lot of people that you see. Uh, this is why we should be staring at women more, giving them more attention. <laughs> because if we don't, yeah. you're going to end up looking like us. That's right. <laughs> you're going to be on stage, you know, hey, guys, please listen to what I have to say. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. And I'm going to look at you and you and you and maybe not you. <laughs> I'm looking at you, right? And so because it's true. I mean, had we gotten the attention, all that, the whistles when we walked down construction yes, site. Yes, that's right. I would I'd never have pro- yeah. done comedy. I'd have been like, you know, maybe let's maybe have, I'll, I'll, I'll be yeah. a teacher. You know, I'll be like, yeah. let, me, let me try to help the world. Yeah, yeah. I would wear a suit and go to an office and be a person. Exactly. No, I would, you know, <laughs> can work exactly. at 9 p.m. on a Monday <laughs> yeah, trying to for anything. a free drink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so... Yeah, yeah, totally. Hit on us, ladies. Yeah. Just whistle, cat whistle. Also, like... There is nothing really they can say that I can. They can be like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah, you like, went just, too far. Don't yeah, say that just about try me. It. So that okay, yeah, that's another good point. Actually, so okay, there's a counter to that or to that point. If you want less male comedian on the scene, start yeah. hitting on us more. Yeah, giving us more attention. Yeah, and then I promise you, a lot of us will just quit. I promise you, like if randomly you see us on the street or like out, out and about, like, hey, I want to buy you a drink. You're like, yeah. why? I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help women get on comedy. <laughs> okay, you're that's like, whoa, it. okay, yeah. this is, and then yeah, because. Comedians whose confidence gets raised up, highly likely their comedy bits go down. True. Because you feel good about life. Yeah. You're like, hey, life's pretty good, right? Yeah. And then you simply talk about how good your life is and nobody wants to hear that. No, no. No one wants to hear how good your life no. is, right? So that's a good way to help the scene out. So uh, <laughs> ladies... Yeah, the ball's in your court. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Help the women in the scene. So, yeah, exactly. So it's on them, not us. Yeah, exactly. That's also me not taking any responsibility whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For booking hey. anyone. Yeah, yeah. Don't blame me. Blame the scene. I yeah. Mean, like, no, no. Blame the other women who are yeah, not yeah. hating on us enough. Exactly. Yeah. Your friend over there is not looking at me, so I don't know. Yeah. I can't give you a spot yeah, in my I ha- show. Yeah. And also, I have to go up on stage and scream <laughs> at people now. Yeah. I think one last thing to that to the point is. I also find it funny that not only that I, I'm screaming at a microphone to get attention, I, if you try to, do, which is basically a heckler, if you try to steal my attention, I'm going to kick you out yeah. and keep your money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how much I want the attention only for myself. Yeah. Do you understand? And that's the power we put up. Yeah. Where people actually are willing to be part of this experiment. Be yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah. I, and I, I feel like I should have to say something. This is, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I, should I do it? I'll do it. Let me do it. Right. Yeah. And usually a lot of times, the, the hecklers that we do kick out and take keep the money usually are men. 
Yeah. So yeah, why are there more women hecklers? What yeah. about that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. More, oh, please heckle us, ladies. Exactly. Love yeah. a lady heckler. That exactly. means I'm getting attention from women, which yeah. is exactly the crux of the whole bit. Exactly. It's like, just give me at any kind of attention. Yeah. Any, heckle me. Yeah. Throw your drink at me. It's yeah. just, I need female attention. Correct. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Throw your drink at me. Get another drink as well. Have the bar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Otherwise, if you really want to know what this is like looking at our faces when we do this kind of stuff, yeah. go to an open mic night and see what we look like. Actually, on stage, making all these silly ideas. That's right. Happen on and if you want, you're like, hey, you know what? I want to see your faces, but I want to also laugh as well. Go to a natural show. Yeah. If you want to know when the next show is, go to BackstageHK. Yeah. Actually, if you click on comedians on the Backstage HK website, you will see both of our schedules, like which show are we on next as yeah. well. If you want to look for a particular comedian, not just the two of us. Uh, yeah, catch catch a show. I, I, the scene is kind of booming at the moment, which actually I want to get into it for a second. Is like there is a lot of shows right now. And it's kind of hard to tell which ones are the good ones, even though, even if you see the same comedians on a lot of shows, you kind of, my advice to you is to ask someone who has been to that venue or has been to that kind of, the producer show before or that same promoter and ask them how the experience was, not necessarily how the comics were, because sometimes we get both lineups change lineups change not just that sometimes the lineup is really good but the venue is terrible and you're gonna have a bad experience true so please do us a favor and research the place and the promoter you're going to before you go to a show if it's your first time yeah and usually if you see one of us on the show yeah we probably are going to be doing shows that we feel are successful correct right that we feel like this will be a good show and which which is why I do literally only my venue (laughs) (laughs) exactly backing to the attention issues like I don't trust anybody I don't trust anybody yeah it actually goes back to both the bits that I ran the trust issues I don't trust anybody (laughs) and I want attention all for myself (laughs) exactly so this gives you a pretty good idea even if your mom says hey go to that bar and do a show like mom I will find my own bar and do shows there (laughs) so much (laughs) um yeah okay so um so yeah back and track real quick again next show go to the backstagehk.com for some information otherwise hey you know what the laugh festival is happening real soon come to the gala show on the 18th september yeah the the website's up as well right yeah laughfestival.hk has all the show lined up and everything i'm very excited for that there's a roast there's a bunch of shows there's a gala show we're doing together which is going to be quite big correct so that's 18th of september right september 7 p.m is the cantonese show 9 p.m is the english show awesome come to both yeah come to both and you know listen understand half it doesn't matter (laughs) 